Blog Talk Radio. And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. Welcome to Wine Talk for today, Wednesday, March 17th, 2010. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all. It's 7 p.m. Eastern, and I'm your host, Stu the Wine Guru, coming to you live from sunny Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do. As you know, I will take your calls anytime during the show at 1-646-381-4860, or you can email me your questions at info at stewthewineguru.com, or go into my chat room here on the show page and chat with other wine enthusiasts. You can also ask me any questions you like. I want to say thanks to all the listeners out there for getting the word out about my show. Welcome to all of you listening worldwide. I call that the power of the people meets the power of the Internet. If you want to find out more about me, just Google Stu the Wine Guru. You can find the websites, articles, videos, all of it that I'm currently part of. In fact, speaking of articles and reviews, I'm writing wine articles and reviews for Yahoo and The Examiner. So look for those as well. I've also made a Wine 101 series of videos that can be viewed on both YouTube or my website. Also, many other internet portals out there. They picked up on it. Uh, so check those out. Uh, the next one, again, still in uh, production, will be for Chianti. All right, let's talk wine. We've got a fantastic show for you tonight. Of course, the number to call in, again, 1-646-381-4860. Or, if you're shy and don't like to talk on the phone, you can email me your questions at info at stewthewineguru.com. As I mentioned earlier at the top of the show, we've opened up a chat room for the listeners to go into and chat amongst themselves about wine, ask me any questions or answer the question of the night, and I'll check into the chat room live periodically during the show. Later in the show, my question of the night is, and very apropos for today, what's a good wine for St. Patty's Day? So get ready on the phone, get into the chat room, or get your finger and email me your, inf- your information and your answer to that question. First up, I have an announcement to make about some upcoming shows. 
My March 31st show will have a special guest from Napa Valley. He is, and his family, have been fixtures of the winemaking community for many, many years in Napa. The Cabernet Sauvignon they produce has been considered by many authorities, I'm also one of them, as one of the best made. His wines are Silver Oak and Toomey Cellars. His name, David Duncan. So, on March 31st, mark it on your calendars, 7 p.m., you know where to go. Join me and David on for a very entertaining show. Equally entertaining and informative will be the April 7th show, which will be sponsored by a relatively new winemaker whose wine is from South Africa. But he resides in England. His vineyard is Seven Springs, and his name is Tim Pearson. He will be on the full hour to share winemaking notes from the beautiful region of South Africa, and he'll be talking from London, England. All right, let's see what else. Got lots to talk about during the show. Again, you know the number? Also a note, some of my future shows I will have, for instance, champagne makers from the Bordeaux region, from the Cham- excuse me, the Champagne region, not the Bordeaux region. You'd want champagne from Champagne. But yeah, we'll have uh, some champagne makers as well as some wine-related companies with new products that are specifically for the wine enthusiast. And they're definitely going to be must-haves. So... If you're a gadget person, you're going to want to be listening very soon. Over the next couple months, there's a lot of stuff to learn about in the wine industry. Lots of new gadgets, lots of new stuff, apps, everything. So moving forward, you, the listener, will get a variety of views about wine from wine-related companies, winemakers, and a myriad of sources on the show. I'll always keep it entertaining, as a matter of fact, so don't worry. I promise that. Now on to my Heard It Through the Grapevine industry updates. Uh, the updates are going to be a little different this time around. I want to discuss something that's part of the industry, but... I rarely talk about or get a chance to talk about. I want to discuss the great schools, programs, and classes available um, from the wineries uh, and other companies and uh, educators in the U.S. So tonight, I'll touch upon a few and mention a little about them. So to start, um, in California, Cakebird Cellars, um, if you're going to Napa Valley, you can partake in a Saturday cooking class at Cake Bread Cellars. That's a family-run winery. They offer, um, on select weekends throughout the year, so you're going to want to get in touch with them, hands-on courses that are held in the winery kitchen or the outdoor barbecue area, featuring they have a a wood-burning stove. And it's taught by the winery chef, 
classes begin in the morning and include a tour of the winery, uh, wine tasting, the class, and a three-course three lunch paired with the wine. And just so you know, the topics are linked to the seasons and range from cooking with heirloom tomatoes in the summer to nesturing a cassoulet in the winter. Some classes include visits to local farms and artisan cheesemakers. So if you want a more in-depth wine and food experience, you want to definitely check out Cake Bread, the September Harvest Workshop. Participants observe and work alongside chefs, wine growers, and winemakers. Uh, for more information, you'll want to go to the Cake Bread website, www.cakebreadsellers.com, or you can also go to my uh, website, and uh, I'll post all the information. I'll get that up there as well. So staying within California, uh, in, in uh, Helzburg, California, they have um, this program for enthusiasts of Sonoma County wineries. Uh, the vineyards and all that get together. And uh, the courses include the chef's market, which begins at the farmer's market and can continues with cooking classes, followed by lunch, cooking demonstrations on local farms, they pair a meal made with farm ingredients with wines from neighboring wineries, uh, courses on canning, preserving, pickling, and fermenting. They teach students on how to preserve summer's, the summer's bounty. This is, I'm just giving you an example of both food and wine, because I think, obviously, they go together. Um, over in... Calistoga uh, at Casalana in the town of Calistoga, uh, and you know they have the hot springs there, the natural hot springs and the mud baths. The Mediterranean themed Casalana, it's a bed and breakfast, and it, it's right right amidst the the gardens, the beautiful gardens in the quiet little riverside setting. And they have this professionally equipped kitchen, and enthusiasts can take courses ranging from five hour classes to five day learning vacations. It's limited, though, to eight students and taught by the chef owner, Lana Richardson, or other professional chefs. The courses are earth-to-table experience. That begins with students harvesting ingredients from Casalana's gardens. Some are day-long sessions, which cover such seasonally-themed topics as winter comfort foods, fall harvest cooking, uh, and summer grilling favorites. And they always pair up the wine as well, so just so you know. Again, if you want to find out more about that, I'll have that up on the website so you can take a look, and I'll give you all the information. You can also email me at info at stewthewineguru.com for more information on everything that I discuss here on the site and on the show. Um, I also just want to go you know, across the country here in Washington State, in Prosser, Washington, um, they have a um, Dessert Wind Winery, which is what the name of it is, and it basically talks about how everyone gets a front row seat at the cozy kitchen island that surrounds the action during cooking courses at Dessert Wind Winery. It's led by chefs from the culinary programs, restaurants, and spas. The hands-on courses explore one theme per month, Past topics have included simple Spanish tapas, Mediterranean meals, and cooking with Northwestern regional ingredients. 
It's situated on the edge of Prosser, three hours from either Portland or Seattle. So if you're going out that way, you may want to set that up. Um, and the beautiful part of it is that the lodging, um, they have it, it's Adobe style, hospitality. So they have uh, Kiva fireplaces and balconies overlooking the Yakima River. Beautiful. So if you're going out to Washington, that's one place you'd want to go and set that up. Again, info at stewthewineguru.com or uh, I'll have the post up on the website. Chateau Fair Le Pont, the winery in uh, Wenatchee, Washington. Uh, and it says just about any day, it's likely to be a good day to be in Washington's Wenatchee Valley. It's nestled between the Columbia River and the foothills of the Cascades and has 300 days of sunshine a year, which is pretty awesome. I live in Florida and I have just about 365. Um, but cooking enthusiasts will want to make sure their visit lands on a Tuesday night when Wenatchee Chateau Fair La Pomme, the winery hosts its weekly cooking classes. Classes are conducted in the winery's renovated brick warehouse. Students take a lesson from the chef instructor Richard Quitos, who owns Le Bon Terre Restaurant, which is also housed in the winery. And then they, the popular offerings that they have are uh, include my big fat Greek cooking classes, date night, fiesta mexicana, and if it's Moroccan, don't come knocking. <laughs> I think it's a great name. Anyway, um, so this is something that you want to check out if you're going to be in that part of Washington. Moving over to Georgia, Chateau Elan Culinary Studio in Brasselton, Georgia. Georgia's largest winery, Chateau Elan gives cooking enthusiasts in the southeast a chance to gain food and wine know-how without traveling too far from home. The resort lies just 40 minutes north of Atlanta. So that's good. So you're talking about maybe like 45 minutes, less than that, maybe an hour tops to get there. It's situated inside the estate's glamorous French-style chateau. The culinary studio runs interactive courses led by executive chef Marc uh, Suneman, who hails from Germany. He's assisted by a culinary team of sous chefs from Turkey, uh, Mexico, Venezuela, and Guatemala. Um, and there's other places as well that they, that they all stem from. The good part about it is that they give you uh, a state, there's an estate winemaker, David Luther, or a member of his staff that advises students about wine pairings that will enhance the foods they prepare and later enjoy together. Classes are held on weekdays, uh, overnight packages are available to the Chateau Elan. Uh, it, so it's a four-diamond resort. It offers golf, tennis, and seven restaurants. It's real, real nice. It sounds like a fantastic place. I'm giving you an idea of places that I think would be key areas to go to when you're in the United States, Washington, Georgia. I'll, of course, I'll give you the, the New York end of it, the New York Wine and Culinary Center in uh, Conondaga, New York. Uh, it is designed to promote the state's wine and agricultural riches. The New York Wine and Culinary Center holds weekly cooking classes at a $7.5 million facility opened in 2006. And some of the courses are in the hands-on kitchen where the students can sharpen their skills on professional Viking ranges, char grills, and double-walled ovens. Um, that's double-walled ovens, by the way. Other classes are held in a sleek amphitheater setting where chefs reveal their secrets. Courses are led by pros who've cooked in well-known kitchens in New York and around the world. Topics 
cover everything from tofu to spring salads with many focusing on local agriculture crops as they come into season. It's situated in the historic town of Canadaga on the shores of Canadaga Lake. The center makes it easy to get to uh, and to know New York State's wines because many of the culinary classes include pairings or tastings. So if you're going to be up that way, again, you'll check out uh, the website or you'll email me at info at com. I just wanted to give you an, uh, a small sampling. It's rare that I get a chance to go over that with you. I have had on the show um, educators from like La Corte en Bleu, uh, if you've listened in the past, but it was something worth to go back to and, and discuss. And, and uh, if anybody's interested and they want to consider classes, by all means, you know, check those out and check those wineries out as well. Uh, let's see. Got a few people in their chat room. Let's see. Uh, Kimberly's in there. Uh, she says she likes champagne for St. Patty's Day. It's bubbly, reminiscent of the usual brew that's consumed on this day, but upscale and cute for a girl like her. Well, I like that. Absolutely. Uh, and at the moment, she is having a glass of Shiraz for the show. Well, thank you. If I could put glasses with you, I would. Uh, so we'll just do it virtually. And I'm going to go, let's see if I've got some emails here. I do. Let's just see what I've got, what somebody's saying about what they think would be good for um, St. Patty's Day. Um, now remember, if you have any questions, by all means, you know what to do. Just call me at 1-646-381-4860 or email me at info at stewthewineguru.com or, as Kimberly did, get into the chat room and voice your opinion. I want to know what you think of for St. Patty's Day. Um, let's talk about some great value price wine first before I get to any of the emails. So today's wine is from Italy. It's a 2007 Banfi Centine blend. It's a blend of Sangiovese, Cabernet, and Merlot. I have to tell you, for the money, mind you, we're talking about a big 13 bucks. It is outstanding. The notes on this are dark plum in color, dark cherry and cocoa flavors on the palate, uh, sweet tannins, very sweet tannins. And again, as I said, the average price you'll find this for is about $13. I rate this 92 points. I mean, it's a fantastic blend at a great price. You can't go wrong. Uh, anything you're going to eat, I'll tell you the things that I, I usually eat it with the, the following. I have it with pizza. I have it with any type of, you know, Italian fare. I've paired it with uh, hamburgers before and cheeseburgers, bacon cheeseburgers, which is one of my favorites. Um, I've also had it with um, like a skirt steak. I, I didn't put it with like a, you know, like a New York, I would maybe not put it with a New York strip because I, I, you know, kind of saved that for Cabernet. But, uh, you know, a skirt steak would be fine. Any, you know, any light meat dish would be okay. It's just real versatile. It's, again, I think because of the blend and the different types of grapes in it, it, uh, it really lends itself to just about anything. So go out there. Look for it. it you'll see it's, it's got a white label, and it's Chintine. It's a 2007 from Bonfi. And Bonfi makes phenomenal wines. I mean, they make some of the best Montalcinos, the Brunellos. Some of their Brunellos are phenomenal. Their Chiantis are ridiculously good. 
you really can't go wrong with anything from Bonfi. Um, and their claim to fame, the claim to fame is they're the first winery in the world. Uh, recognized for exceptional environmental, social, and ethical respons responsibility and leadership in customer satisfaction. So this is what it says on their bottle. Just reading it to you people, but I can just tell you from what I've had. Um, again, they're at a Montalcino. They're phenomenal. It's really, really good. Excellent wine. So highly recommend that one. So every week, I choose a red and white wine that I recommend for the weekend or any occasion. This week's red is a 2006 St. Francis Merlot. This is from Sonoma. This is a quintessential Merlot with strong hints of oak and smooth tannins, great fruit on the mid-palate. The notes on this are aromas of cassis with hints of berry and currant. It's nicely balanced, I have to say. It's, um, it's got low acidity. The average price you'll find this for is about around $20. You might find it for a little less, but you won't find it for any more than that. Um, I give it about 91 points. I think for Melo's, St. Francis, the one thing about St. Francis that I find that's really consistent is that they not only make great reds, like the Cabernet and the Merlot, um, but they make phenomenal whites as well. Their Chardonnay is outstanding. So, uh, you know, to try to find someone that's consistent that way, in any winery, in any vineyard, in any wine company, is, um, is, a, is a great feat, and I, I think St. Francis is one of them. Um, let's move on to my white wine pick of the week. It's a 2008 Gurgich Hill Fumé Blanc. Uh, you've heard me talk about the Sauvignon Blancs before. Now I'm going to talk about a Fumé Blanc. And for those of you out there who want to know what the difference is between a Fumé and a Sauvignon Blanc, I can tell you that Fumé is stored and aged in stainless steel in addition to oak. So the, by doing that, what you impart is a little bit more sweeter wine, um, a little bit more fruit, uh, and um, um, probably a, tends to be on average, what I've noticed, a little crisper uh, and a little lighter. So I like Fumé Blancs. The thing about Fumé, I'll give you the, the, the short story about it. Essentially, Mandavi and Gergich, Mike Gergich of Gergich Hills, really came together and came up with this idea. Um, Mandavi wanted to bring the idea of Sauvignon Blanc to the United States way back when, I want to say late 60s, early 70s. And nobody really liked the idea of French wine, per se, then, not everybody could afford it. So they wanted to bring a different varietal. And Mondavi um, had tried uh, Sauvignon and thought, okay, you know what? Um, what if, just what if, we do it French style, but we put it into some stainless steel. And we can't call it Sauvignon Blanc, uh, but we can call it Fumé Blanc. So we, the name was changed. It was brought to the States by 
both, I'm going to say Mandavi was really the one that really made it popular per se, but Gergich, Mike Gergich actually came up with the idea of putting that together. In other words, doing it in um, the stainless steel as well as the uh, French oak. So as a little trivia, little nugget there, um, that's the story of how Fumé Blanc became popular here in the States. Essentially, it's uh, sweeter and lighter and crisper Sauvignon Blanc. So I'm recommending it because, again, back to the crisp and light and all that, um, it is a great choice for a variety of different fare. You want something that to eat with a, um, a nice salad. Uh, it's rare that people talk about drinking wines with salad, but if you're having like a nice salad, maybe like a, a uh, cob salad, or you're having, you want something really light uh, to accent and pair well with the greens and all that, and some of the tomato, if you have that in there as well, that is a great way to go. Uh, Fumé Blanc is a great, great, uh, great, great choice. In fact, I had gone out to Gurgich Hills and uh, tried the Fumé there about a year and a half back, and it, I have to say, for the money, you know, you can spend less, and everybody talks about New Zealand, and they talk about, um, you know, Marlboro, and they talk about Kim Crawford, outstanding stuff, really good stuff. However, however, caveat here. Um, I think that the U.S. and California in particular have done a great job in making Sauvignon Blancs. I've talked about a few on the show. Frog's Leap, outstanding. Um, Hannah, outstanding, real good. You know, in, within a, a price range. The caveat is, is that, um, that you can, on average, spend a little bit more. I mean, if you want, you can spend, like, for cake bread, as I mentioned earlier about their classes and all, uh, you can spend about $30, between 20, $25 and $30 for a cake bread uh, Sauvignon Blanc. And honestly, I have to tell you, for the money, it's ridiculously good and well worth it. However, if you want something simple, you've got a few people coming over, you don't want to spend an arm and a leg buying a bunch of bottles of Cape Bread Sauvignon Blanc, you know, Hannah, Frogsleep, um, King, you know, King Crawford, also fine, good choices, and within that 12 to $16, $18 range. Fume, beautiful about that is is that it's a little bit more fruit on the finish. So for all of you out there that kind of want, they like Sauvignon, but they want to make, in other words, they want to make that transition from, you know, in a white wine, from super sweet Riesling to Sauvignon, but, and they want something in the middle, Fumé is the way to go. And again, great for salads. Also, not bad with, uh, with fish. You can still do it with fish. It does, you know, you're not limited because of the fact that it's a little bit sweeter and a little bit crisper, but I'll tell you, it's great salad. Great salad wine. Okay, moving on here. Uh, let's see what we got. And, and I just happened to notice that um, Kim had mentioned that she loves Ponzi, and they do make delicious wines, and you call it the Valentine's Day wine. Oh, Rosa Rogali. Yeah, good choice. Very, very good choice. Excellent choice. Uh, great with chocolate, yes. And there's some wines that are great with chocolate. That happens to be one. That happens to be a a, uh, a way to go. Uh, let's see. Okay, so let's see who's chiming in here about um, St. Patty's and what they think. Uh, let's see if I got that here. I've got a bunch of one or two emails here. Okay. Again, if you want to chime in on it, my question of the night is, 
top of the show. What's a good wine for St. Patty's Day? Everybody's drinking beer. No problem. I'll, I'll do a – every once in a while, I'll do a uh, Irish car bomb. I've been known to, you know, get a little wacky and crazy. But, uh, you know, definitely have – me, for me, beer would definitely be Guinness. I mean, that's synonymous with, um, with St. Patty's and just in general. Um, or uh, Smittix. And for all the U.S. and Americans out there who call it Smithwicks, it's called Smittix, just so you know. Um, but I'll do either of those. And a Guinness for me is really just, you know, you've got to have a Guinness. So you've got to, you know, uh, and do it maybe in the black and tan aspect where you just do a little bit of Guinness and a little bit of uh, like a lager or an ale, usually a lager, and put those two together and make one of those black and tan kind of things. Those are real good. Um, here I am digressing about beer. We're talking about it on a wine show, but uh, you'll ha- I'll have you know that Stu, the wine guru, enjoys beer and spirits as well, and I'm relatively versed on those. So if anybody calls in every once in a while and has a question about beer, ales, and lagers, and uh, anything, um, ports, all of them, I can talk about it with the, with the best of them. Okay, so let's see what I got. I got one coming in here, and... It says from, first one is from Corlin. Okay, that's the email uh, address from Dallas, Texas. All right, it says, Stu, great show. Loved your show with Ian Hungel. Well, that was great. I know that one with, with, uh, with the Australian winemaker. Best wine for corned beef and cabbage, so says Corlin, is Cabernet. He says, I'll continue to listen every week. Um, my choice for Cabernet, for anyone out there who wants to know, he says, I think it's a he, Corlin. Pardon me, Corlin, if you're not a he and you're a she. Is um, they wow? They like the the Frogsley Rutherford, and that's a, that's a phenomenal, phenomenal Cabernet. Excellent choice. Well, thanks, Corlin, for your email and your your compliments, and definitely keep listening in. Um, this one is from let's see. Uh, Sanban, wow, okay, from, from uh, Kyoto, Japan. It says, Stu, I love your show. I watch, I watch you on uh, your videos, and let's see. This is interesting, from Japan, someone who's talking about <laughs> St. Patty's Day. Hey, you know what? Listen, people celebrate around the world, so, you know, that's great. So uh, my favorite wine is a Shiraz. All right. That's cool for corned beef and cabbage. No, nothing wrong with that. That's cool. Uh, hey, Kim. Guy recommends a, a, uh, a Shiraz for uh, corned beef and cabbage. Okay? I'm working with that. And um, let's see what else he says. Um, well, I can't read the rest of what he said here. Um, oh, yeah. He just says, oh, yeah. Thank you, Stu. And uh, I will continue to listen. Well, thank you, Samban, for your email. And... Uh, all right, rock out with the uh, Shiraz for St. Patty's Day. All right, is there anything else we got here? Uh, again, you know, if you have uh, anything you want to say about St. Patty's, wine. Hey, listen, I'm talking about beer today on, on a, uh, the, the Wine Talk. Let's do the Wine Guru Show. By all means, chime in. Uh, you can call me at 1646-381-4860 or email me at info at stewthewineguru.com or... Get into the chat room like everybody else here, like Kim. Join Kim, me, 
Uh, and uh, let's talk. Let's talk wine. Let's talk beer. Whatever you want to talk. Uh, I'll talk today's St. Patty's Day. I'm I'm in one of those moods. I don't. Whatever you want to talk about is good for me. So let's see. What else? Um, what else is going on here? Um, last one is from You So Red from Manhattan, New York. All right, Manhattan, chiming in here. I'm in here. It says, uh, "Still you rock." It's St. Patty's. <laughs> I'm at McSorley's on my. I don't know how you do this. I'm at McSorley's and I'm on my netbook, typing this to you. I've had a bunch of beers, and I heard I I checked out the site. My choice would be a Cabernet. Okay, and what is? I'm trying to read this. I'm sorry. I tell you, I gotta get glasses. Doesn't pay to get old here. Um, my choice would be a uh, Cabernet. And wow, okay. And he, he liked the one that I recommended. He's, he's saying I, I like the blend, the Franciscan Magnificat. Man, okay. If you're doing Magnific- Magnificat with corned beef and cabbage. God bless you. That's <laughs> and you got some you got some bucks in your pocket there. Well, um, and then he said. I'll be listening next week for more of Stu the Wine Guru. I got to get back to my drinking, and cheers. Well, all right. <laughs> Thank you, you so red from Manhattan chiming in here. Uh, let's see. Again, anyone, if you want to voice your opinion about what you think about for St. Patty's Day, get into the chat room or. Uh, let's see what else. Yeah, I, I, Kim, I was just telling you, on a netbook, drinking. <laughs> I love it. People like, you know, it's amazing to be. It's like here it is, it's St. Patty's Day, and it's you know, it's a universal drinking holiday. No problem. I'm all for it. I'm cool, right? And but people, they actually take the time to stop in the midst of what they're doing with a netbook. I'm just envisioning this guy. <laughs> Sitting at McSorley's, because if anyone has ever been to McSorley's in New York, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The fact that this guy could even fit his own body and, you know, reach over somebody. It is tiny and St. Patty's Day McSorley's, it is super crowded. I want to say this guy is, that guy's a maverick, okay? Somebody out there that's willing to, you know, you've got to be, that's unbelievable. You're sitting, you're sitting in the corner and you're relaxing, and you're drinking, and you're hanging out, and you're probably having a great time. You got, you know, got your green on, your Irish green on, look at the Irish, and all of that. I'm loving it. So I just want to say thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm not worthy. <laughs> and I appreciate you listening to the show. I appreciate you chiming in. Well, uh, no, Kim, it does not get any better. What a planet we live on. You're absolutely right. <laughs> the netbooks are great. Uh, they're like, you know, literally, they're like, I'm waiting for the person that takes out the BlackBerry and starts, you know, chiming in on the BlackBerry. I mean, because that's really, that would be all you could fit in McSorley's. And I highly recommend to you, if you're brave enough, to try to get into McSorley's. You basically would have to be there yesterday and sleep there in the bar to be there during St. Patty's Day at 7.35 Eastern because to get it. They've had people since 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, drinking and starting, and they won't leave until probably 10 o'clock in the morning tomorrow. I kid you not. So that's exactly what McSorley's on 
in the village, actually, on St. Patty's Day is like in Manhattan. Well, I think I kind of covered everything I wanted to discuss tonight. So we're going to make this a, uh, instead of a full hour, we're going to go 45 or so, 40 minutes. And um, as usual, I want to thank everybody for chiming in here via email and via uh, the chat room. Uh, if you have any questions for me, by all means, email me at info at You can also check out my website, www.studentwineguru.com, for more information. Again, we'll have all the information that I, I talked about about this show up on the website. In addition, uh, the upcoming shows, as I mentioned, March 31st, I'm going to have the incomparable, amazing, legendary Napa Valley winemaker, David Duncan of Silver Oak. If you've ever had Silver Oak, you know it's probably one of the most phenomenal Cabernets you can drink. Also, Toomey Cellars. He also has Toomey Cellars. Excellent wine as well. And then the following week, April 7th, we'll have a new winemaker out of... Uh, he is in, in England, but his vineyard is in South Africa, near, near Cape Town, and Western Cape Town. And he's going to be talking about South African wines. I'm real excited. I'm pumped for that. And we're going to go over all of that and in great detail. And he's also a new winemaker. So for all of you out there that are considering making wine or getting involved in that, by all means, you want to listen in because he'll give you some of the secrets and talk about getting involved with vineyards. As I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Stu the Wine Guru. Drink up. Good wine. Good night. Thank you for all. and I see that, let's see, one last thing. Kim says, okay, I'm telling the universe now, I want a netbook and some Penfolds Grange. <laughs> well, uh, if you're following the secret, is that what it is? I think it is, the secret, the book, uh, you shall get that. It will happen for you. I'm going to tell the universe that I want uh, a Chateau Lafitte 1982 at my door, uh, Toot Sweet, and I want... Um, I'd like to win the lottery just at least one time. You know what I mean? You know, it's like, you know, get the stars together, get, align the planets, and just, you know, I happen to pick it up weekly, let's say, you know, one time. I don't think it's much. All right, everybody. Have a great one. Be safe. Don't drink and drive tonight. Uh, have fun with the corned beef and cabbage. Drink up the green beer. Have some Cabernet. Have some Shiraz. Enjoy whatever you want with your St. Patty's Day meal. And I'm out of here.